What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the NerdWide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes. And as you can tell behind me, it is Thanksgiving's over. It is christmas E time, so it's time to celebrate and have some fun. But you know what? I want, don't want to celebrate by myself. So we're going to have Mr. My favorite co-host here, Mr. Chris Rivers here, join me all the way from his skyscraper. It looks like in Discord City uh, 2049. <laughs> yeah. How are you, sir? Traveled into the future. Good. How are you doing? I'm much better than what I was after last week's episode of the podcast. Yeah, you had a little adventure. Uh, yeah. So last week at the beginning of the episode, I was talking about having palpitations um, from the high school reunion um, the night prior. Decided I should go to the ER after we finished the episode because I didn't want to go sleep on it. And found out I well, my heart rhythm was irregular and all over the place. Got admitted to the hospital that night and got discharged that Monday afternoon, evening. So everything is fine. My heart has been beating how it's supposed to for the past week. And uh, so, that, you know, just next time, if you feel like something's wrong, you should probably get checked out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we had our, our Friendsgiving last night. We hung out for a while, watched a bunch of good football games, right up at the last minute football games. Ate a uh-huh. lot of good food. Ate all, a lot of good food again today, I did. And um, I'm ready to get back into the gym. That's, that's all I can say. I hope you're uh, – how was yeah. your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good, man. I enjoyed last night at the at the Friendsgiving. That was fun, seeing some people I hadn't seen in a minute. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. It was nice and quiet uh, on Thanksgiving itself. It was just relaxing and spending time with family and um, not having to think about work. See, that's how it's always supposed to be, if you ask me. So, because <laughs> I had, I'm, I'm nervous to work tomorrow because we've got four days of patients to review and do. So usually oh, yeah. with two days, it's a little hectic. So I'm like, oh, okay, four. Why not? You know, let's just see how it's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. No no biggie. Yeah, it'll just be fine. I'll be sitting here. I'll, I'll watch something on here. I might Wheel of Time, maybe. I think that's why I've got queued up to watch next. Since I finished uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But we'll get to there here in a minute. Quick housekeeping before we get into our 50th episode. This is not going to be a long one. We do not have a lot of new stories to talk about. We are going to talk about Hitmonkey, episodes one through four, Hawkeye, episodes one and two, and of course our movie of the week, uh, which is Red Notice. So buckle in. It's going to be a fun. It's just going to be a classic. What you come here for, for our reviews and thoughts on these shows and movie. Uh, but quick housekeeping before we get into all of that. Don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting service of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on YouTube and give us a good rating for podcasting apps. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment down below and let us know how we can improve the show. If you don't tell us what how we can improve, we don't know. Uh, if, you, if you want to do more than that, you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwine. Toss us a couple bucks your, that way. There's a couple different tiers you can do that way as well for all sorts of fun and goodies. But Chris, I want to know, other than our shows we're going to be talking about excuse me, this week, what else you've been watching? Not really a whole lot this week, man. Uh, mainly Hit Monkey and uh, and Hawkeye. Yeah, I did check out one thing. I will mention because I find it really interesting. Is uh, it's something I mentioned to you last night. There's a a YouTube channel called the Bat Feed. They've got over, I think they've got over thirty thousand subs. Um, 
they have a couple now documentary series that they've got up on Batman and the Batman universe. They based the first one off of a book that was written called Gotham 1919 to 1939. And I think, I don't know, but I think this book came out of Australia. Mm. Um, could be wrong about that. But what it is is they got models and actors to dress up as the characters from that time period. And they, it's basically the known mythos behind these characters, but they do change some things to make it fit the time period. Um, the channel has another series based in 1889. Mm. And this is a series that's based on the fantastic DC Universe film Gotham by Gaslight. Still so it's set during that time frame. And they're kind of fleshing out the characters and doing a documentary style presentation of the backgrounds of these characters and, and everything. It's definitely worth checking out. You can watch the full season one of 1919 to 1939 in one shot. It's over two hours. It's not too um, bad. But you can also watch it bit by bit if you'd yeah. rather do it that way. Well, that's pretty cool. I need to check that one out because that might be something I could put on while I'm sitting here working and yeah. get distracted with work by. So <laughs> I have um, – I've been watching – so like I said earlier, I finished It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is – Convenient because the new season starts this week. Um, didn't think I would be able to do it, but I did. I'm really excited about it. And then the other show I've watched was Arcane, the League of Legends story that's on Netflix that everyone in the gaming um, universe on Twitter has been ranting and raving about. It hasn't quite hooked me yet. It's an animated uh, show, but the animation style is really cool and really well done. Um, it just hasn't really hooked me yet. But it is, mm -hmm. it is interesting enough for me to keep watching it. But apparently after, because I just finished season th episode three last night of nine, I think they, I think episode four or five is like where it really picks up. It's time jump at some point. So I think once the time jump happens is when it starts running. And everyone says it needs to be a season two. It needs to be here now. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll check it out, see what I think. So far, I enjoy it, but I have now downloaded an app, Chris. I meant to mention this to you before the show called TV Time because I realized I watch a lot of TV, and I want to start mm -hmm. keeping track of it like I do with our movies and games that we do, and uh, this is what this app does. So I just need to go through, oh. and especially for next year, how we've been doing Letterboxd. So uh trying to think so hit monkey episode one through four we got a little bit of a brief how i liked it so far last week chris i want to know what you're thinking of it so far i um i absolutely love this show <laughs> told you you would <laughs> this is this is fantastic and and um uh, jason sudeikis steals the show fantastic yeah he's <laughs> It's just amazing. Um, I wasn't sure how I would like it, uh, especially because it's not 
I guess technically the monkey talks, but you can't understand him. Right. You know, it's not like he's speaking in English or anything. Um, but it's it's just it's entertaining, and the fact that you have. I I, I guess one thing that I like about it is the monkey. I mean, here here's an animal from the wild that struggles more with killing mm-hmm. and and has more of a code than a human being does. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's fantastic. The clips from Bryce, who is Jason Sudeikis, are what get me every time. Like he just says some of the most outlandish things. And him yeah. and the monkey bantering back and forth. Again, you can't understand what uh hit monkey is saying. But the way that Bryce responds to him and things like that, the the monk, I've, I've got a spoilers tag up for the first four episodes of Hit Monkey. So if you haven't watched it yet and plan to, skip ahead a little bit. But the monk is what cracked me up, though. I think they started, that's how they started episode three or four with yeah. the monk. Three, I think. I think it was three, yeah. <laughs> they were sitting there talking to him. He goes, wait, you could see me? And he says, yeah, it's your own, this is your destiny, this is your path and journey, and Bryce keeps throwing that into the hit monkeys, like keeps throwing it into his face. He goes, Oh no, no, I mean, this is your journey. <laughs> and it's yeah. just, and I really like it. Does the, anim, does the animation remind you of Invincible at all? With like how much the bit, killing yeah. and like some of the action yeah. scenes really reminds me of it. Um, of course, Olivia Munn is in this and it's just, I'm really excited for everyone to start linking up because obviously they're all going to link up because they're all on the same path a little bit with the election and um, Bryce being framed and all this other, well, not really framed, but kind of backstab. But I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I, I really enjoy the show, and I can't wait to to watch yeah. more of it. I mean, honestly, I'll probably have the series finished by the end of the week. But, I mean, there's yeah, there's I, only 10 episodes, so. I love how they had the, uh, when when Bryce gets surrounded by the uh, by the gunman, and he's, he's sitting there in, like, the hot spring. <laughs> right. And they're like, did you think you would really get away with this? He's like, honestly, no. Until I found the the this unbelievable monkey hotspot. Right. And you know, then I figured, maybe. <laughs> and then they shoot him. And it's like, oh. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Because I know Jason Sudeikis was in every episode. And then they straight murdered him. I was like, well, how are they going to do this then? And then he comes back as a ghost and it ends the first episode. I said, oh, okay. I, this yeah. is gonna be fun. Well, and you had that little brief bit after they shoot him, and you see him floating in the water, mm-hmm. where he climbs out, and it's like, oh, they're gonna have him survive right. this somehow. But no, no. It, <laughs> it's so funny, and like, like you were talking about earlier, the monkey has a conscience and doesn't want to kill anymore, and now he's got yeah. a code, and he's going berserk. I mean, we. And this is in the Marvel Universe, so we're seeing the superpowers. Um, what, oh, I cannot think of the guy's name. The big sumo wrestler dude that had electricity power. They called him. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, they called him Slow Something. But he, he ends up helping out Hitmonkey in the prison. And it's just like, okay, I forget we have superpowers and things like this in this universe. So you, yeah. I don't know what universe it's in, but it's in a universe for, for sure. Yeah. And it's fun. That that was another nice little uh, Sudeikis moment there when he, uh, they're they're in that underground part of the prison where this Fight Club basically mm-hmm. is, and 
they they start passing out candy right. to everybody, and and he's like, oh look at this, they're all hooked on candy, and he's like, he watches them, and he's like, oh, oh drugs, yeah, yeah they're all addicted. <laughs> he goes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I I just love that kind of stupid banter like that, which will play into our uh, movie review. So, spite little future spoilers for that one. Um, yeah, I I really enjoy Hit Monkey. I'm really excited to watch the next five episodes to see, uh, no, six episodes, and see how they end it. I don't know if there's been confirmation if they're doing a second season yet. I'm sure they will. Hopefully. There's no reason they won't. I'm sure. I just want to know what the numbers are for it. But it's exciting. I can't yeah. wait. But something more so, and I'm putting the spoiler tags up for Hawkeye for this one, that I'm more excited to talk about is Hawkeye. Now, we watched episode one and two. We're going to review it. We are going to full-blown spoilers, so if you haven't seen it and you're going to see it, make sure you are skipping ahead to the news a bit and wait for a you know, movie, whatever you're waiting for. Uh, I wrote down some notes for this one. I'm going to start out on this. This opening scene might be my favorite one yet with the Avengers battle. This is the this might be like our fourth perspective of the Avengers New York battle from 2012. Because you've got yeah, it actually happening. You've got um, them when they go back to the past to it. You've got the the chosen, not the chosen one, uh, Doctor Strange's teacher. Um, I forget what they call her. Oh, God. Yeah, Why am I blanking I'm, on this? I'm the exact same way. So you got their, that perspective when they go back in time to it. And then now you have uh, Haley Steinfeld. The ancient character. one. The ancient one. And I just think it's cool how we're still using this same scene. And well, this is the fifth one because Spider-Man technically was after the battle. Yeah. But uh, I just think it's really cool, and you can see the moments. Like I've got an article from Screen Rant by Craig Elvey um, open about uh, Easter eggs, and a lot of it they talk about is the Battle of New York flashback. But you see a different perspective of. Hawkeyes, like when he's falling down the build, falling off the building, and he turns around and shoots somebody. You see that angle. You see a couple of different angles as well with him, and I think it's so cool how they can reuse footage, but mm-hmm. tell a different story with it. And that really was just, just really stood out to me. And then with the with the play, the Rogers musical, which first off was written and performed by veteran Broadway stars. So those are actual Broadway stars doing a Broadway play in a TV show. And I thought that was really cool, the fact that they had Ant-Man in it, because obviously they didn't know. Um, and how, how Ant-Man is now a big he- hero now that nobody knew about back in the day, but now right. we do. Um, but what I have in my notes here, and I actually took notes for this show, was the way Glint's grief pierces through, like at the play and during the handshake at the restaurant, and like you, you can see the little girl in front of him that has the Black Widow hairdo, there with the red and the braid, mm-hmm. and yeah. the way that his PTSD is acting up with him, and he has to leave the play, and he, like even one of his kids is like, "Wow, forget, I wish I had the line somewhere," but the kid said, um, "Why would they make you a don't play?" Have to. Do it. Oh yeah, he's like, no, why would you make a play about, about this? Yeah, and it's just like oh, because it's just it's it's crazy to me. And I think it's really well done the way that they do that. And 
we'll go through like some of the Easter eggs here in a little bit on Screen Rant. But I just I really enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun, and I really, really, really love Kate Bishop and the relationship her and Clint Martin have. And because yeah. she just has so her whole thing was her dad died in the Avengers um, incident in New York. And she starts wants to be a hero to protect her mom and herself like Hawkeye did for them. And so she becomes a master karate kid, uh, master bozeman, martial arts, and all sorts of stuff. And she's right. she's in college, right? Is that that's where she is when we meet uh-huh. her? Okay. Yeah. And she's already mastered all this stuff. It's a lot of fun uh, just following her origin story. Because the only thing I know her from, and I'm knowledgeable her from is the Avengers uh, video game that we've played. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's the only backstory and knowledge I have of Kate Bishop. And seeing this version and seeing Haley Steinfeld with her is so much fun to watch. What did you think of the episodes? I loved them. Uh, you've got a good mixture of action and humor, which mm-hmm. we've, we've kind of come to expect from, from Marvel. Um, Clint having to give up the, the, Christmas holiday that he had planned mm-hmm. to swoop in and kind of help out in the situation. Um, the Screen Rant article actually references the fact that it's it's very much a parallel to Die Hard. Really? It's this, this guy who is attempting to defeat the bad guys so that he can just get back to spending Christmas with his family. Um, so in that sense, yeah, it's, it's very much a... Uh, a diehard type storyline from that perspective. Um, very good casting in this. Um, you have people that are playing douchey characters mm-hmm. that are very good at playing douchey. Uh, <laughs> the, if we were doing the douche canoe, we would definitely have our pick. Yeah. Good There's a bunch to Jack. pick from too. I think Jack is above all the the one that's uh, he's he's one of those like he's so likable, but he's clearly the bad guy. I mean, right? The, the he does the whole line. He goes, "Oh, I've been reading uh, how to be a better stepfather book." And I'm just yeah. I was cracking up at that. I was like, I mean, yeah. "This guy's actually trying. He's obviously the bad guy, but he's trying." So right. it cracked me up. Right. Uh, and it, it's so interesting for, for those that don't know um, the swordsman is a character from the comics mm-hmm. which is essentially who this guy is so he's he's probably going to be the big bad of the season but let's talk for a minute about the fact that no conversation for, first off when the when the first episode starts you get a very real sense that Kate is a daddy's girl, mm-hmm. right? She doesn't have a good relationship with her mom, at least compared to her dad. She and her dad have a special bond. Um, and her mom kind of resents it. And flash forward, her mom doesn't say anything to her about even wanting to marry Jack. Right. And they've gone ahead while she's been off for a semester at school, they've gotten engaged, he's moved in, and she gets confronted with this with no warning, you know. She finds out from and, a family friend. Yeah, 
he's like, oh, the wedding. It's it's actually Jack's dad mm-hmm. who tells her, right? Uh, Jack's and uncle. he doesn't. And he doesn't approve of her mom. Yeah. From what he says, he's like, oh, well, I don't think he's making the right decision. And, right. Uh, you know, he very clearly doesn't like Kate's mom. So um, it's just, I don't know, that that's a, it's a very touchy storyline. Most people would have had a conversation. Like driven up, her, her mom owns her own security business. She can take right. a day and drive up to the school, and say, "Hey, this is what's going on," but she doesn't. She just lets her find out on her own. But uh, that kind of drives a lot of what's going on with her resentment toward Jack. And I think she picks up on the fact that he is the bad guy. Yeah, the, she's obviously clearly seen something him. up with him. Yeah, she's obviously seen him at the auction. Mm-hmm. Where uh, the Ronin gear comes up for auction. I thought that so. was fun. Yeah, and this watch that, that everybody really... is after, apparently. Yeah, which is, you know, I I don't know for sure what the watch does. Or what it entails, if it's just access to something. Right. The funny thing was, uh, and we talked about it before the show, there's a tag on the watch, and it it has Avengers on it, and then there's a, I guess it's a lot number. It looks like it'd probably be an auction tag. The lot number is 268. Mm-hmm. In Avengers 268, the big villain is Kang the Conqueror, so who we just met a variant of in, uh, in Loki. So are we going to see him pop up in this? I... Is this just... I'm so curious to see what the end of this series does, because each of there's our only shows... four episodes left. How many? There's only four left. Oh, is, that's right. This is one of the short ones, isn't it? It's a six-episode series. <sighs> yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Which means I'm sitting on the IMDb for the cast for the next episode, couple episodes. Well, for the show, and there's a big spoiler here <laughs> listed as number three. At the top cast here. I'm not going to say it yeah, because it's future spoilers. But yeah, if you want to look it up, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And I really wish they didn't put that on here. Um, but yeah, it's four episodes. Good Lord. And we see, I don't think they should have started with two episodes to begin with then. Well, we know we know one person that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. If you've seen if you've seen Black Widow. Well, then that, then that's the that's the spoiler on imdb but i didn't think it was going to be as much as it is so next episode yeah we see her Mm -hmm. so i'm very curious and then so a lot of this a lot of those not familiar this so the 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 villain that they're setting up to be the the big bad i guess her name is echo and no, I'm trying to think. I don't think that's. She hasn't been introduced yet. Maya Lopez. I think that's. Let me Google it just real quick. I don't want to give false information. Yeah, she was in this. She was in the second episode. Yeah, the very end of it. Yeah, so she is Echo. So she is the first like. She's one of our new death heroes that we're getting, or anti-hero at first, but now she's a hero. 
Alakwa Cox is the uh, is the actress. Mm-hmm. Now, and she's actually deaf. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, so a lot of people don't know about her. Is that is Kingpin's daughter? There's actually a rumor that, uh, and again, they they do touch on this in that Screen Rant article. People should check that out. Um, That Kingpin may be the next um, tenant for Avengers Tower. Mm -hmm. Because they said said nobody knows who bought the tower yet. Because Clint said something about... uh, because, yeah, Tony sold that several years ago. And they mentioned that in Spider-Man mm. Far From Home as well. That I mean, obviously, no, it was the first one because they were moving out of it. And nobody, we still have no idea who bought it. And, Chris, that would get me so much more hype. And William, oh, I forget the guy's name, who played uh, who played the Kingpin. Who played, Vincent D'Onofrio. That's the one. He is very avid about wanting to come back. He said that he's one of his favorite characters, and he is so ingrained in Marvel that he wants to yeah. be back. And that's one of his. He was perfect for that part. Too. Oh, and I, can, I can't wait if it's if he really is coming back, and they're putting him back in here. They they would not not have him in it, especially with uh, who is rumored to be on uh, No Way Home or in No Way Home. Oh, I can't wait. I just there's so much coming. I, I'm really enjoying this series. So far, um, I'm more interested in this show than I was in Loki. Loki really didn't grab me as well as as much as this show has by this point. I think Loki towards right. the end really got to me. It um, grew on you. But this one is uh, this one's a lot of fun, and the way that Clint interacts with his family and um, Kate Bishop and everyone around him is phenomenal like even the whole little um because he's not a lot of people have been talking about this on twitter like making so many articles like he is not a character that's used to being in the limelight you know he's a covert op he was a spy and now everyone uh-huh. knows about him everyone knows about uh black widow and they're idolizing him and he is not used to it like the the whole interaction with the handshake at the table where he got his meal paid for and like he looked at the hand, and you clearly like. I mean, there's so many ways you can think about him thinking about. To me, though, it was him holding on to to Nat when she was falling off the cliff on uh, yeah. from the Soul Stone. And that's how I looked at it as. But some people say like it's you took that look as he's not used to being in the limelight, et cetera, et cetera. Whoever knows. I mean, I'm sure the director and writer knows, but he's not used to it. He's not treating Kate Bishop as like a love interest or anything like that. His wife knows anything and everything that's going on. Like when he called her when they were making gingerbread houses and they were code speaking to each other about the situation. I thought that was so cool. It, like, it's not this whole thing of, oh, I'm hiding things from my wife. It's like, no, no, she's as much as the team. She's as much as Hawkeye as he is. And I absolutely yeah. loved that. And I can't wait to see what's coming up, especially with that spoiler that we both just saw uh, for the next several episodes. And I, I'm here for it. I can't wait for more episodes. And we don't have to wait too much longer for Wednesday. So, Right. Also, the fact that um, with everything that the world's found out to this point, no mm-hmm. one knows who Ronan was. 
You're right. And that's a whole big oh. plot piece. They're like, oh, he's disappeared and now he's just randomly back. Yeah. But what, real quick, before we move on, because this is probably going to be one of those scenes that you either got a kick out of or you completely hated. What did you think about the LARPing? Oh, I I thought it was fun. And it showed, like a lot of people said he could easily just knock this guy out and taken his suit back. But I think that's the whole point of Clint Barton as a character. He is a total uh-huh. down-to-earth guy and does does not he knows what needs to be done, but he's also lost so much. I mean, he lost his best friend and when he was one going to sacrifice himself, like he's 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 got this battle between himself between Ronan and Hawkeye because the Ronan character, he's got so much blood on his ledger now like uh, Nat used right. to say. But I loved it. I thought it was so much fun, and I think it shows how much he he realizes he means to people. Forgiving Grills was the character's name. He said, I just need to win this. This is so much for me. And he lets him win, and they have that conversation, knows his name, and talks to him everything. I thought it was so cool. And I just I yeah. thought it was fun. It was. It was a nice little scene. I, I thought it was cool, too, how they showed him. He, It's very obvious how easy – it is for him when he's in in these combat situations in the mm-hmm. LARPing, because he's just like he effortlessly is making a move right. to like block a Even with a foam sword. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, he's like okay, yeah. Uh, clearly, he is way way uh, more advanced than these folks, mm-hmm. and he's just he's going through the motions because he just wants the suit. Right, because the longer the longer someone wears it, the more likely someone sees them, and then they become a target. Because he killed a lot of people with that suit on, uh, yeah. During between Infinity yeah. War and Endgame, he killed a lot of people in those five years. So, <laughs> trying yeah. to find what's going on, and one more thing before we get off on it, the toilet seat when he was in there peeing, and it said Thanos was right. I thought it was the funniest thing, because that's only been a thing with our internet. Like, there's right. even a whole subreddit that said Thanos did nothing wrong. And I thought it was so cool. And then, of course, his trauma looking down at it and just his PTSD. I thought it was, oh, like they have did such a good job with this show. I am so excited. I hate that it's only six episodes. That might have ruined my night. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it just means we're going to get a great show for the rest of it. You know what I mean? And, yeah, there's, the, there's oh. going to be no filler for right. this show. That's what I love. That, that's what you always do. But I mean, it's you've got these big A-list celebrities in this show, so I mean, you'd... and we can't and we can't forget about Lucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lucky the dog, the Lucky the one-eyed dog. We haven't hardly even talked about, which is the Hawkeyes is uh, someone. I guess you say sidekick or buddy or whatever you want to call it, but it's just a one-eyed uh, golden lab, and it's gonna be fun. I can't wait till they. Yeah. Oh, there's so I... much to talk about with this show. I mentioned it to you before we started recording, but um, I don't know if they're going to do anything with it or not. But it's odd that, you know, we see Clint with the hearing aid in his mm-hmm. left ear from his hearing loss, which is different from that of the comics. Right. Um, and then Lucky's eye that's that's gone is his left eye. So I thought it was odd that they it was both on the mm-hmm. left side. Maybe it means something, maybe it doesn't. But... Oh, Chris, don't... Don't be spoiling things. You know it means something. I don't know. <laughs> You're consulted on this show. <laughs> I wish. 
my La bank account was just right <laughs> ladies and gentlemen let us know down below what you thought of the first two episodes of hawkeye because we definitely enjoyed it and I, I seriously can't wait for wednesday just to watch the newest episode but before then, we've got more things to talk about. We only have one news story again for TV, and this one is Netflix is developing a Power Rangers cinematic universe with multiple series and movies. I'm going to comicbook.com by Cameron Bonamalu. Entertainment One's Power Rangers are go, go, going to Netflix. After Hasbro subsidiary E1 set, Jonathan and Twistle, uh, the end of the effing world, I am not okay with this, to shepherd a Power Rangers cinematic universe of connected film and television adaptations. And Twistle confirms wow. Hasbro's PRCU, I guess is what they're calling it, is coming to Netflix. Deadline broke the news Netflix would be home of E1's television plan, Power Rangers expansion of, quote, multiple series and movies, excuse me, including in Twistle's already announced 1990s set feature film reboot, previously set up at Paramount Pictures. Um, quote, since we set up Power Rangers with Jonathan, we pitched a really a whole world approach. Michael Lombardo, E1, presence of global television, told Deadline. It's not just one show. It is shows followed by films, some kids programming. We have found a great writing partner for him, and they are off. Knock on wood, Netflix is excited. We're excited. We hope to have some big news soon. I'm, I'm here for it. So, I mean, Power Rangers is a big part of my youth. And I, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, especially when Netflix is funding. Yeah. I mean... Power Rangers kind of fell in that time for me where I was I was just old enough I really wasn't interested in it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's kind of eh. It's but the movie they had come out I forget how many years ago now, 2018 maybe was was good. It wasn't great, but wasn't bad. It was it was just good. And um did we did we review that one for the show? I don't remember if I was doing it at the so. time, but it was so. it was darker and but it was okay. So I'm, I'm gonna have to rewatch it again once this universe, the PRCU, starts evolving. <laughs> the only thing I knew about Power Rangers back in the day was Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, that's yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Releases this week, Wednesday, December first. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Season fifteen kicks off. And I'm excited for it. So, I can't wait. Word. All right. Movies. Movies. Have you watched anything I outside? I did. Outside of um, as I'm doing my Spider-Man rewatch, I'll have Spider-Man Homecoming this week coming up. Uh, but this past week, I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2. Now, last week, I talked mm. about Amazing Spider-Man, of how much I realized I enjoyed that movie, um, et cetera, et cetera. This movie took the same steps. Some things were bad. Some things were great. Um, Green Goblin, bad in this movie. Uh, Electro, okay to an extent. I'm excited to see the MCU's Electro, although it's kind of the same one. I don't really know. Uh, but it was, it was a good movie. I'd, I wish we had more because what they were setting up with their Sinister Six – I really wanted to see. And the, the ending scene of Amazing Spider-Man 2 with the rhino and the little kid gives me chills and makes me so excited every time I watch it. And uh, it, it happened again. And I just, I can't wait for more. I can't, I really want, can't wait to see Andrew Garfield and uh, No Way Home. We all know he's going to be there, Chris. You, you mentioned uh, 
you mentioned Rhino. Mm-hmm. And it brings up the point. We we know of five villains. Who is the... Is it Rhino? I don't think so. Is it, I don't think he's big enough for people to care about for this movie. Um, it'd probably depend on who played him. Yeah. If it's the same... If, uh, I forget the guy, anchor's name. Uh, remember his character's name, Alexi, but I don't forget the guy's name. But he... Uh, it wasn't that memorable in the movie. I'm very curious if our sixth man is Venom, uh, based on the things we saw in Venom 2. So, mm. I'm very curious to see, because I don't, don't want to go into too many spoilers, because of, I mean, it's been out for, what, two months now, give or take? But, I, th- I don't know, but I'm very curious to see what the number six is. Because are they going to use um, Doc Ock as number six? Or are they just stringing us along that he's our he's friendly in the trailers? Again, Marvel does things like that. So they string us along. Well, he's one of the five, right? Oh, yes, he is. Never mind. So who is number six? That's a good question. And if he's not part of the Sinister Six, who are the other right. two? That's, they would need to give us two more. Yeah. Uh which Vulture would be an easy one. Yeah, that's if uh, Vulture and maybe even Morbius. I don't think they'll put Morbius in there before his film and before anyone knows about him. But then again, it's one of the same things. Uh, no Way Home gets delayed, so does Morbius. So who knows what the relationship is there? Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all I watched. No, I watched the Grinch, the 2018 The Grinch as well but oh, nothing, yeah. nothing crazy to talk about <laughs> right we got to start putting our christmas slate mm-hmm. together wow always just i didn't runs up to you i didn't think about that when we picked next <laughs> this week's <was> movie, movie. <laughs> Center adding things in a letterbox now um so our movie review for this week because i didn't watch anything else either um this week was uh Red Notice, starring Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and Dwayne Johnson. Um, this movie, this is a brand new release, correct? Yes. So this year so we'll try and be we'll try and be a little bit vague on some things, just in case people haven't watched it yet. This is I I'm always a sucker for a film. Um. Just like with Indiana Jones, just like with the National Treasure movies, where they're they're going after some sort of historical artifact. I am in the exact same boat. <laughs> and it's it's just it's fun, even though in this case it's kind of a MacGuffin. You know, they're using it as the item that drives the story forward. But the story's not really about that. It's about the journey that the characters are taking. Um and I have to be honest, I turn my brain off when I watch this. Mm-hmm. Well, not literally, because I'd be dead. <laughs> but I, I just, I didn't try and think ahead of it. I just watched it, and I enjoyed it. And um, so when the twist came, mm-hmm. um, I was very surprised. But at the same time, I was like, oh, that I- makes sense. I knew there had to be a twist in this movie. I did not see it, like, at yeah. all. I was like, 
huh, okay, because I had no idea that that was it. And I'm, I'm glad the way they did it, it was a very fun movie. I'm with you. I love like National Treasure or Indiana Jones, the searching for ancient artifacts kind of thing. Um, yeah. And as in every single one of those, it's somehow twisted to uh, the Nazis. Everything is, you know, intertwined yeah. with the Nazis somehow, some way. Well, and and I think I think the reason being, but though, because in in real life, uh, they were trying to swipe everything that was relevant mm-hmm. historically, like this. They were trying to put it all into a storage. They wanted it right. Um, so it's like there's a lot of stuff that passed through their hands before it was recovered. It it was so fun. I love all three of our main actors here, you know, The Rock, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. So I want to know how much of this movie was improvised by Ryan Reynolds. Just his quick quips are so good and just so funny. There's no way that at least half of them were not improv. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole prison scene, I laughed so hard. Um, the, I mean, the majority of his lines were so fun. And even the little product placement of Aviation Gin in his little uh, in his uh, uh-huh. safe house, I thought it was funny. Um, and just the way that they talk to each other, like I just I want another one, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna Google here. Yeah, the the prison scene where he's he's telling him, look, whatever you do, he, he's he's talking to the Rock's character, who is uh, where. Yeah, the Rock's character is a profiler. Mm-hmm. from the FBI the FBI and he's like whatever you do don't tell him that you're a cop and he's like would you be quiet you know and he so he and then he stands up and he's like hey I just want everybody to know this man is not a cop yeah, he okay? says it is not in not Russian. a cop <laughs> yeah he's like he's a profiler for the FBI which is kind of a cop but he's not a cop <laughs> it's so funny man Oh, so the for those we we kind of danced around the basics of the story here. So the basic of the story is: was it Caesar or Alexander the Great? Uh, Alexander the, the Great. Alexander the Great gifted these three eggs to Cleopatra, and the first two they know where they are, but the third one is MIA. No one knows where it's at. And the reason they're looking for it is because this um, very wealthy individual, I don't know if he's on the up and up or not, but he's his daughter's getting married and he wants to give her the complete set of Cleopatra's eggs mm-hmm. as a wedding gift. And he's giving, what was it, $300 million? $300 million for the complete set. Any, for the complete set. And so it's all about them trying to get... So Ryan Reynolds' character is trying to get these eggs. Gal Gadot's character, who's known as the Bishop, is trying to get these eggs. And The Rock is a FBI profiler who is trying to um, stop both of them, really. Mm-hmm. And hijinks ensue from there. <laughs> but they end up in all kinds of situations. I kind of had flashbacks briefly with the prison scene because when they're trying to get out of there I was flash 
flashing back to uh, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. With the they're... snow and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun movie. If, if I, I don't know if, if you're trying to overthink it, maybe it's not as fun. If you just go in, like, I just need a couple hours. A I think I don't think movie. it's that long. Yeah, it's probably like an hour and 40. Uh, it's a like hour and 58. Oh, so two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just want two hours of entertainment, it's a good choice. It really is. Uh, some good performances. Did you, I, I don't know if you just said, because I was thinking about what I was going to say. Did you see a sequel in the works? They, As of a day ago, there is no sequel in the works yet. Critically, so, it didn't do that well, apparently. But everybody well, the critics else don't know it. what they're talking about. Yeah, and I'm like, I really enjoyed this movie, and it looks like the majority of everyone else did. But there's no sequel in the works yet. But Netflix is, and The Rock is promoting a bunch of things, saying you know it's Netflix's biggest movie almost ever, and it's on par with Endgame and stuff like that as far as views and watch time and things like that. So yeah, I mean he's yeah. he's very vocal on his Instagram of how well the movie is doing, and it sure is. So. That's the thing you you can't you can't listen to the critics. Mm. Number one, there's not enough of them right. to make a difference in a movie's success or not. If the public loves it, they'll make another one. Yeah, they will. Venom, Venom too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I should probably rate that, huh? No, I I give mine is an A minus. I give it four and a half stars on Letterboxd. Yeah, I think mine's four. I think I told you last night, if Dune, if I hadn't watched Dune this year, I think it would have been my movie of the year so far. That's how much really? I loved it. Yeah. Above, like, Black Widow and Shang-Chi and... Yeah, that's how much I enjoyed it. It's just... Wow. I don't know if it hit me right when I needed that serotonin boost or what, but I, I really enjoyed it, and... I'll probably watch it again at some point in my life. It's one of those I'll watch again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, for next week, folks, we had planned to do Free Guy. Do you want to change that, or do you want to do two movies? Uh, I'm okay. Free Guy and a, and a holiday flick? Hmm, looking at the schedule. I'm okay with doing Free Guy. Wait, let me pull the full thing up here. Because it'd be one, two, three... Mm, let's potentially double up on it because if we did free guy this week, that only gives us three more weeks for Christmas movies. Okay. So let's potentially double up and free guy be our, if you can watch it, watch it. But the Christmas movie, the first one we watch. Okay. If that makes any sense. Gotcha. Got to pick. There is a new Netflix movie out. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. But but that's exactly pick. what it is. Um, it's a new Netflix movie that came out this past month. A Boy Called Christmas. Determined a young Nicholas meets Christmas. his destiny in a magical land inhabited by elves. And where'd it go? So it's the origin of Santa Claus. Yep. I'm in. Yep. Hour 46 came out this year. Who's in it? Uh, well, Megan, let me Google that too. I thought you had it pulled up. That's why I, was... I had it pulled up on Netflix. <laughs> I 
uh, Henry Lawful, Toby Jones, Sally Hawkins, and more. I'm pulling up the official IMDb because that doesn't count. Uh, Kristen Wiig, um, oh, okay. Maggie Smith, who is um, Harry Potter. Here's some good ones in here. Cool. Michael Hoosman. Yeah. A boy a called boy Christmas. Boy called Christmas. And freak guy if we can get there. Yep. I'm gonna try and get there because I want to see that. Movie. I do too. <laughs> All right. In movie news. Just one item. Mm-hmm. Gonna be gonna be a quickie. As you all can tell, we didn't really do anything special for show number fifty. Yeah. No, I mean a hundred's a, a big deal. So once we hit that one, there'll be uh, I'll have balloons well, and fifty two's a big deal too, because that means we've done one for every week of the year. Oh, that's a good call. Have yeah. we not already done one for every week of the year? I guess there's was some weeks we skipped, huh? Well, yeah. Well, you know. John Krasinski will be the voice of Superman in DC League of Super Pets. It's going to be a fun movie. Yes, it will. Uh, this comes from Collider and Eric Masoto. And it says, well, the cat's out of the bag, or better yet, the dog is. This morning, the office alum and a Quiet Place director, John Krasinski, shared an image on Twitter to reveal he's the one voicing Superman in the upcoming DC League of Super Pets animated movie. Krasinski will be Crypto's best friend with the dog being voiced by some guy named Dwayne Johnson. I don't Never know. heard of him. We, yeah, we haven't talked about him at all. <laughs> As the name suggests, the film will follow a group of super-powered animals, many of them linked to some of DC's greatest superheroes as they stop global threats. I'm excited. Um, Other actors voicing characters are Keanu Reeves. Again, Never I think heard I've heard of him. <laughs> Diego Luna, Natasha Leon, Kate McKinnon, and Vanessa Bayer. Aside from them, Kevin Hart will be playing Ace the Bat-Hound, and Mark Marone is set to voice Superman's biggest enemy, Lex Luthor. They've got a lot of good names on this movie. Yeah. I think they're yeah. aiming for uh, fun for the parents as well as the kids for this. Well, I mean, Kevin Hart, Natasha Leon, Kate McKinnon, Keanu Reeves, John Krasinski, Dwayne Johnson. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. going to be a good one. Uh, no releases this week. But it was Thanksgiving week, so you should have been hanging out with family, watching football, and a couple of movies at home. Mm-hmm. Or if there's any movies already out, Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. Dune. Eternals. Still out. So, uh, video games, no news at all. But Chris, have you played anything fun? Have you played any more Tell Me Why, anything like that? Uh, yeah, I played a little bit more of it. I'm still working my way through there. Uh, I need to... I need to take an afternoon and just play that one first. I've, I've got it. It's not a long game. It. Yeah, it's not a long game, from what I understand. I think it's something like. I think I heard it was like five hours of gameplay. It's not bad. To get through it, but it's just I always try and work it in at the end, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I lose track of time, and I'm like, oh, I don't have time. I'm so. the I'm the same way. Like, I've got. 
I think it's two weeks. No, maybe a week. Yeah, I think it's a week from this week. Uh, is Destiny's 30th anniversary. And I haven't played Destiny in two, two or three weeks now. So I've been playing, like, I played Halo. I've been playing Skyrim and Forza. But, I mean, other than those three, of course, being in the hospital and Thanksgiving, I haven't done a whole bunch of video game playing. So right. when Destiny comes back, I need to get some of these backlogs done. I don't know what the 30th anniversary is going to look like for Destiny. So I don't know how much time it's going to take away before February when everything else comes out next year. Um, uh-huh. But tell me why I, I want to try and beat it before the end of this year so I can get yeah. that out of my backlog. Yeah. And I've got... What else do I have? I, I downloaded Empire of Sin mm-hmm. at the same time. And then since then I've added... Um, Oh, what was the one from earlier this year? I think it was earlier. The Forgotten Forgotten City. That sounds familiar. So that's like I the good I app, heard of Chris is the GG app is what's called. I'm pulling it up on on screen now. Where you can keep track of what you yeah. have. So like you Oh I, here, I need yeah, that. It's letter box for video games is what it's called. So I mean here's mine. If it will the screen will focus on it. But like these boxes, you've got want to play, playing, shelves, completed, or abandoned, like you'll never play again. And so I've got my seven games I'm playing right now. And yeah. you, can, you can review them. You can do all sorts of stuff, add friends, just like Box. It's way too much That's fun. That's cool. I highly recommend it to anybody that wants to keep track of all their stuff like I do. I'm downloading it. So you'll have to tell me your, your name later on there. And um, I'll have to add you because it's I use it all the time, and that's how like I've got a list on there. If it's called games I've played in 2021, and it's I don't care if I've played it for five minutes and hated it and uninstalled the game, or if I've been playing it daily, it goes into that list, so I can see what I played. And especially like when we do our game of the year or of the year show, um, uh-huh. I can clearly see what I've been playing. I'm like oh yeah, that did come out this year and I played it and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, n- nothing, nothing crazy this week playing wise. I played played a little bit more Pokemon, but nothing as much as I should be. Hopefully this week I get back to normalcy. I've got to put Christmas lights outside, so it's gonna take away some of my nights. But other than that, everything should fall back into place. Especially for a week from this coming up Thursday is the Video Game Awards. So. Oh yeah. Get that night off. I might sit here and wear a suit or something, just act like I'm there. <laughs> or, or as you say, the Vision Game Awards. The Vision Game Awards. <laughs> Notable new releases this week. Fall Guys Season 6 for PC and PS4 comes out November 30th. And Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Fairy Volume 3 for the PlayStations come out December 3rd. But guys, that has been this week's episode of the Nerdwide Podcast. We had some fun Hawkeye news. Uh, Thanksgiving is now over. It's time to get into the Christmas spirit. We hope you all enjoyed, had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this podcast. We cannot wait to come at you next week with it. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow the NerdWide account on Facebook and at Facebook at nerdwide.com. Twitter is at nerd underscore wide. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Haynes. And you can follow Chris at MathTN7. But guys, thank you so much for watching it. Make sure you're staying safe out there and um, you know being good people. We'll see you next week.
Later, guys.